Hesedim is a series of reflection, usually reflecting on an issue in the society in the light of the words of scripture. You're welcome to join us each time and to send your questions or comments by way of a voice note. Look forward to hearing you and speaking with you. All of this I saw as I applied my mind to everything done under the sun. There is a time when a man lords it over others to his own hurt. Then too I saw the wicked buried, those who used to come and go from the holy place and receive praise in the city where they did this. This too is meaningless. When the sentence for a crime is not quickly carried out, the hearts of the people are filled with schemes to do wrong. Although a wicked man commits a hundred crimes and still lives a long time, I know that it will go better with the God-fearing men who are reverent before God. Yet because the wicked do not fear God, it will not go well with them and their days will not lengthen, lengthen like a shadow. My mind was drawn to this text in Ecclesiastes 8. After reading in the papers the account of the testimony given in court in Jamaica in the trial of 33 accused person of what is a breakaway from the notorious Klansman gang from St. Catherine. The 33 are accused of being accused or charged under the anti-gang legislation for various crimes, including murder, illegal possessions of possession of firearm, and racketeering, among other things. They are being tried before the Chief Justice and noted jurist, Mr. Branch, Mr. Justice Branch Sykes. Evidence is being given by a former member of the gang and the self-claimed banker of the gang and the former driver for one of the accused persons, the alleged gang leader, Mr. Andre Blackman. The evidence led so far has indicated at least four dastardly murders, murders ordered by Mr. Brand and carried out by others paid by the witness, some of whom were paid Jamaican $8,000 for a murder of a Rasta man. And the money was used to purchase weed and a plate of food for the two assassins. This is at least the third attempt by the Jamaica Constabulary Force to make use of this piece of legislation in order to staunch the specter of gang violence in Jamaica. The success attained by the two previous attempts was less than spectacular. The more cynical amongst us will notice that the Jamaica Constabulary Force has in some respect been acting like a political goon squad that some of the people and some of the crimes they bring 
before courts of law are less about law enforcement and more about other things. In the instance of the COVID-19 violations and remarks made against the prime minister, the police will find you if you hide under your bed. But when ministers of government and their minions proposed toast to no movement days or flout the masks regulation, the police are blissfully unaware, even though there are viral videos available. Nevertheless, whatever may have been the motivation otherwise, what has been given in evidence so far indicate the commission of savage and monstrous crimes. There are pockets of savagery all over this country and the nation's attention is being riveted to the JCF's favorite bad boys, the Klansman Yang. Having put away its leader, Tasha Miller, it has now been targeting his Lieutenant Andre Blackman. Our text read, when the sentence for a crime is not quickly carried out, the hearts of people are filled with schemes to do wrong. Let me make two observations, two admissions at the very outset. The one is that the book of Ecclesiastes is notoriously difficult to interpret. There are useful verses throughout, but it is generally regarded that except for the prologue and epilogue of the book, it contains stuff that are regarded as at best pre-Christian. Also, it is coming to its conclusion from a purely naturalistic point of view and does not include the perspective of faith or the insights of revelation. This means that some of the things said there require further nuancing and analysis and the application of certain contextual material. That said, when I read the account of the testimony given in court of the complex criminal operation of stolen motor vehicles, hired hitmen, killing without reason or explanation, extortion rackets, and the paltry sum paid in order to effect a murder. One is forced to inquire, what is the deeper motivation and deeper causation that lead people to this life of savagery and crime? I have come to one unequivocal conclusion, that this is not something that is being done because of something in their DNA as black people that disposes them peculiarly to this kind of violence. I've always had my doubts, but my recent experience of living in Zambia in the motherland has put the matter beyond doubt. I live in Kitwe, Zambia, among 18 million of the most peaceful and patient people I have ever seen. They are unmistakably black people. There are two communities in the immediate surroundings that could, in my immediate surroundings, that could pass for any Jamaican ghetto. They are populous and young, and the social and physical infrastructure could be characterized as suffering from urban blight. There are unpaved roads and garbage not collected, unclean stormwater drains, 
and massive numbers of unemployed youth. At least one of the two of them could be classified as a political garrison, though that is an oxymoron since they do not have political, political garrisons in Zambia. The point is, all of the elements are there to make either Chimwemwe or Mundola into Spanish Town St. Catherine. The only thing missing is violence. There is no other thing that distinguishes them from our urban communities but the absence of violence. The socioeconomic situation facing these young people, theirs and ours, is the same. They have both political influence and poverty, underdevelopment and unemployment, but they do not resort to social conflict and to violence. I read and researched in order to see if I could find evidence of violence in their recent past. And I found one incident of violence in Chimwemi, in which someone stoned their political opposite. So if there is something peculiar about our people that disposes them to violence, it is not their blackness. However, it is clear to me that this is violence by black people against black people. In the account given by the witness of the murder of the Rasta man, there was no motive, no reason advanced for the murder. It seems to me that what is being played out in the court, and I make no comment uh, as to what the learned judge will find, is emblematic of the self-loathing that has characterized the Jamaican society at every level. It is self-loathing that accounts for skin bleaching. It is self-loathing that accounts for the one billion dollars per year here import bill. It is self-loathing that allows us to kill our fellow Jamaicans and accept a draw of weed and a plate of food as payment. And what is clear to me is that the self-loathing by which we are characterized as a Jamaican society is not going away. In fact, like a cancer, it is spreading and poisoning the rest of our body. The profound psychological disorientation of our people with the loss of the sense of who they are can no longer be ignored. It is a sociopathology that we ignore to our peril. We have got to begin to tackle and arrest it for the sake of the common good. Too many of our people feel unvalued and unloved and feel like they are expendable. And this is a narrative that must be countered. And we need to be very intentional. It needs to be a very intentional narrative. Before you kill a man, you have to hate him and otherwise him. And when you do not know that man, it is the hatred you already have for what in yourself you see in that man that prompts you to hurt him. This is widespread in this society and it must be tackled. We need all hands on deck in order to do so. The other thing involved 
in the social pathology of hatred and murder and extortion is the ineffectiveness of the rule of law. The problem has been with us for some time. And that genius of a jurist, the legal mind of Mark Golding, along with his colleague and friend Peter Bunting, set about some years ago to develop this anti-gang legislation as an instrument of social engineering to counter the specter of gang violence. The police and prosecution have so far been clumsy in their use of it, but it seems to me that they are getting better at it. The relationship between crime and punishment needs to be sharpened so that everyone in the society knows that crime does not pay. The writer of Ecclesiastes, who is called the preacher, says, if the tools are not well honed, people's hearts will become hardened and crime will become a way of life. There are social theories of crime fighting that bears out the words of the preacher. It is called the broken glass window theory, among other things. We cannot hope to progress as a society if we allow murders to be normalized and murderers to escape punishment. One cannot help but believing as we listen to the testimony in the court that there are sections of the Jamaican society that operate on the law of the jungle. The banker alleges that he collects $100,000 per day in extortion money at the Spanish town bus bar. That is a public property. And every day, transport operators are extorted and gangland crime is sponsored. And yet law enforcement has been unable to do anything to inhibit this. And this has been going on for years. Cars are stolen. Rent-a-car business are in operation. And all of which are part of the infrastructure of murder and the law of the jungle, and it has been allowed to succeed for years. I think this is because their victims do not matter to us. We are also in common cause with the self-loathing that produces their murder. We as a community have to come to an approach that is zero tolerant without brutalizing even those who we regard as the perpetrators of crime. We have to go, we have got to go after every such community, whether in the foothills of Sligoville or elsewhere in the country, and take back the country from the savagery that has overtaken it. There are young people, men and women, brothers and sisters that are relying on us to do so. Let us love each other. Let us love our people. Let us help them love themselves and love each other. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.